Hello and welcome back to the Three Pillars Podcast. I'm your host, Chase Tobin, a.k.a. Tobinator the Motivator, and this is episode 105, Surrogacy. Guys, welcome back to the Three Pillars Podcast, the podcast where we focus on those three pillars of fitness, spiritual, mental, and physical fitness to help us grow closer to the Lord on this journey we call life. Some of you might be like, what in the world is that? Some of you guys might be, oh no, here, here we go. Um, you guys know me. I'm a pretty level-headed guy, but I am very rooted in my faith. Surrogacy is one of those things, in my opinion, that goes against the natural order of things. Now, I get that there there's some challenges out there. People are are not there's infertility issues. There's a big debate out there as to the rights of people to have and bear children. Well, from where I come from, my kind of worldview, if you're not able to have children, that's the Lord saying you can't have children. Now, there's science and technology and things like that, but when you start taking control over things that you shouldn't have control over, there can be negative consequences. We're going to get into some of the negative consequences today. Are there positives to it? Sure, but I'm going to focus on why I, I'm not an advocate for surrogacy. When you start trying to, to, to play God just because you want to have a child, that leads into... It's more, of, it's more of you wanting to be in control of things. That gets into IVF and other things like that too, but I'm not going to discuss that on this uh, this episode. <laughs> this isn't like Jurassic Park. You don't just get to, to create things just because you can. Just because you can doesn't necessarily mean you should, if that makes sense. So we're going to get into that tonight. Uh, and again, it's a little controversial topic. It's a little, little different than what I usually, a little different flair than what I usually do, but it's something that's present in the world and something that we really need to discuss and decide as a society, is this something we want to move forward with or is this something that we need to really scrutinize under a microscope? So that's what we're going to try to do today. Again, there are couples out there that have fertility issues and we're going to address that in just a little bit, but there are other ways that you can mitigate that and make yourself more fertile. Okay. We're in, but that's again for a whole nother episode Maybe we'll get to it here in a little bit. So first things first, let's understand surrogacy. What is surrogacy? There's two types. There's gestational surrogacy. That's your traditional, um, I'm sorry, that's the, your gestational, <laughs> let me let me get this in my head real quick. I got, I got some notes, you should probably look at them, right? Gestational surrogacy is essentially when a mother, uh, a woman, because women are the only ones that can have babies, uh, carries an embryo that is not genetically related to her. So for example, you know, husband and wife or man A, woman B can't get pregnant, but they take sperm from the man and eggs from the woman and they implant that embryo into another woman who brings it to gestation and, and delivers the baby. That's gestational uh, surrogacy. Traditional surrogacy is where the surrogate is actually the biological mother. So either by in vitro or by just the natural way a woman gets into a contractual agreement with a man and they end up having a child together uh, via however that, that embryo is implanted, however that egg is fertilized inside of that woman. Um, I guess I should preface this by if you guys have kids watching this, please give them the talk before you get into this. I don't think there's a lot of kids that watch this, but um, Little 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 caveat. I'm not going to go through the birds and the bees and how that goes. I assume you guys understand how that works out already. But again, surrogacy, it is an agreement. Is when a woman uh, gives birth uh, 
of a child to another individual or couple, then it's usually due to medical reasons or infertility. Why are they infertile? Why aren't they able to have children? There's several causes and reasons for that, but just because that's the case doesn't mean you can just jump to this next level and just to have a baby, okay? That means you are so desperate you might do anything. Then it's a very expensive to do this, okay? Um, if I'm going to sit here again, I, I do this stuff kind of live, how much does surrogacy cost? Let's just say the total cost of a surrogate ranges anywhere from $50,000 to $60,000. That is a lot of money. So who is, is doing Is this covered by health care? Maybe in some places, maybe not. I doubt that very much. So this is 50 to 60 grand out of pocket you are putting to have a child. Is that money that you could be putting to changing your lifestyle? Is that money you could be putting to something to set up for maybe an adoption? Adoption gets expensive too. I don't know why it's so expensive, but that's a whole other episode. But you're paying that kind of money. If you're that much in a hole, that's like buying an expensive car or getting an expensive college degree. Is that going to put you in a financial pinch? So once the baby is born, now or now are they having a lesser quality of life because you spent a bunch of money trying to bring them into the world? There's this is a big ethical debate. Okay, I get it. My whole thing is you are trying to control something that only the Lord can control. Okay. If you have infertility issues, ladies or gentlemen, take a look at yourself and see what it is that you need to do to make yourself more fertile. We've talked several times on this episode of how to lead healthy lives. Maybe it is just that you just can't. You have bad genetics. Okay. But that's a very small portion of the population. Now, same-sex couples doing the surrogate thing. Again, man and woman can't have children. Two men cannot have children, just like two women cannot have children. How many homosexual women out there have babies' daddies? The answer is probably a lot more than you think. How many homosexual men out there still, maybe from time to time, you know, do things with, with females? I don't know. I'm not, I'm not into that lifestyle. But I do know that two men cannot have children and two women cannot produce children. By going that next step to go to science to solve that problem for them, there's something here that's it's a control thing. Not everybody has, just because you're in a relationship does not mean you have the right to have children. I'm sorry, that's going to offend some people. I get it. But that's just not how it works. It's basic biology. If you want to adopt, there's adoption, things like that. If you're going to go pay this kind of money, sure. But I'm going to get into some of the negative consequences of it here in just a minute. So I'm going to try to talk you out of it as we get through all this. So now that we have a good understanding of what surrogacy is, let's get into some of these things. The emotional and psychological impact on surrogates. So it can be a deeply rewarding experience. I get that. You bring life to this earth, okay? But when you carry that child, as a, as a female, I should have brought my wife home for this, but when you carry a child, you develop an emotional attachment to that child. Think about a normal pregnancy, a, a female going through that and then having the baby. Now you may experience postpartum. Are there laws out there that are going to cover your medical expenses if you hurt yourself or have some kind of issue postpartum? Doubt it. The contract ends when the baby's born. Okay? And again, that attachment and then that loss. Okay, now I've carried this baby to term. I've delivered this baby. 
and now I have to give it away. There are some women out there that are good with it. I get it. A friend of mine has adopted a couple children from a surrogate and they're doing just fine. But, and that, but that woman, from what I understand, she's running basically a puppy farm. That's not right either. As many people talk about the sacredness of a woman's womb and her body, her choice, I get that. Morally speaking, that is wrong for you to just have children just to give them away for profit. That doesn't sound right at all. It's capitalism. You can do what you want to. Yeah, but I can also call it out and say, what is that child really going to later on experience in life? Knowing that their biological mother just kind of gave them up for cash. Now, with good parents that that adopt, I get it. There again, these are there's outliers. There's there's what if we can what if this all to death? But at the end of the day, this woman who gave up these children, and, and it's wild because she had a child and she gave one up for surrogacy, and she had another one. I guess got into a pension, decided to do surrogacy one more time. She didn't have the best conditions going on there. I guess she blew the first amount of money way too fast. Okay, these things happen, and it probably happens a lot more often than we think. So again, during normal pregnancy, women experience postpartum, they experience uh, depression, anxiety, other mental health issues. And some of these women may grapple with this separation from this child that she just carried, she just raised and nurtured and birthed via cesarean or natural, natural birthing, went through that whole process to get a paycheck, but now that child is gone. Even if it wasn't even her genetics, you still carry that child. Again, gestational surrogacy versus traditional. It depends on what's going on. But that in itself can be damaging. So, okay, now she's given that child away. Now what? You got a paycheck and that person's got it. Then you're left with, you know, is, are there any complications? Were there medical issues on your half? Are you able to have children again? What if it was a painful or, or a crazy kind of birth and that messed up your whole, your whole reproductive set? That's again. I'm, I I shouldn't I shouldn't do that. That's that's reaching for a very um, it's reaching for an outlier. I, I try not to do this. Bring it back. But do these things happen? Sure. But say she has a normal birth and everything's good to go. Okay, then what? Congratulations, you just made a paycheck having a baby. Seems a little shallow to me. I, I think we are higher in our morality, higher in our frequencies, higher in our connection to the Lord than than that. Okay, and that leads into my next. Point exploitation and commercialization. We just said it's 50 to 60 grand a pop, and that's just probably an average. Okay, the commercial aspect is going to raise some ethical concerns. In some parts of the world, it's a very lucrative business. So a woman's womb is essentially a puppy mill. Oh, I just said it a minute ago. They're making cash off of just having children. And who's buying these children? Who's got 50 or 60 grand just sitting around to, to have a baby? I'm not going to put a tinfoil hat on or anything like that, but it's going to have to be somebody pretty wealthy. Or What's in the news right now? Trafficking and stuff like that? Does that, does that lead to it? People paying for a child just so they can throw them into uh, the trafficking session and get that money back like that? Maybe, maybe not. Vulnerable women can be exploited. Maybe that's what happened with the case I gave you guys a little while ago. A vulnerable woman who just needed a way out, got a bunch of money all of a sudden and then did it, uh, did it again because she was in a pinch. Shouldn't get to that point. 
but there's women in the world who live in poverty and maybe this is their way out. And that sounds like a, like a positive aspect of it, but why are they in such a, a, a state of poverty that they, have, they feel like they have to sell their child or a child to make it? Or to even carry a child, even if an impoverished uh, female carries a child for somebody else. If she's in, in, impoverished, let's just say, or, or, or vulnerable, let's say, is she eating well? Is she nourishing that child well? What if this baby comes to term because you know, when, you, when you're pregnant, that baby takes all the, a lot of the nutrients away from the mother. So if you're not feeding that baby properly, what, is the baby going to come out with any kind of defect? What if you have issues, uh, a complication as, as, a, as a woman? And what if you can't deliver that child for some reason? Or there's, maybe you have a health concern you need to deal with. I got a Twitter thread I'm going to go through here that kind of outlines a, a, a specific case. And I'm not saying this is an outlier case, but this is things that happen around the world. Uh, Lila Rose, Lila Rose Grace on or Lila Grace Rose on Twitter writes, two men hired surrogate Brittany Pearson to create their, quote, dream family. By the end of the process, a 25-week-old baby boy was murdered. So this is her thread. While pregnant, Brittany received a breast cancer diagnosis and decided to deliver the baby early at 25 weeks so she could receive chemo treatment while giving the child a possible chance of survival. So 25 weeks, that's about 40 weeks is... is, is uh, normal gestation, you're looking what, almost 15 weeks early. But there's plenty of cases out there of children surviving. She decided, even though she was in a contractual agreement with these two men, to have a baby, to have the child early. She said her thought was, I want to keep this baby safe and bring it earthside. But the purchasing couple didn't want to pay Brittany for a baby born before 38 weeks due to due to due to the potential health problems of a premature baby. They demanded the baby be, quote, immediately terminated. And there's a picture basically uh, of the surrogate treatment between them basically saying that since it's a contract and it's a legally binding thing, they are going to threaten legal action if she didn't terminate that child. So when Brittany refused to kill the baby, they threatened legal action. When she offered to adopt the child, they demanded a death certificate. Brittany has described her experience as a surrogate as feeling like a, quote, rented out uterus, end quote. Surrogacy laws in California gave no rights to Brittany or the baby, but she was able to deliver the baby at 25 weeks. However, the purchasing couple had, quote, ownership of the child after birth. They ordered that life-saving care be withheld, and the baby boy dialed died shortly after birth. While it appears Brittany tried to protect this child in the womb, her participation in surrogacy played a partial role in the ultimate death of this little boy. From his moment of conception, he was stripped of his fundamental rights and treated as a product that could be discarded at the first sign of defect. Thanks, California. She finishes, surrogacy is fundamentally wrong. It enables people to act as if they are entitled to other people's reproductive abilities. The body of a woman whose womb they are renting, it also treats children like property to be bought, sold, and killed. This case is just another example of why. So again, that gets into the exploitation and commercialization of the whole surrogacy industry. Again, this might be kind of a biased Twitter thread, but it is, it is a case that actually happened. I'd be curious to know you guys' thoughts below. 
abortion's murder, period, full stop. She brought that child to life. She should have had some type of right. There should be some kind of clause. There should be some kind of legal thing to protect that child and let that child have a chance because that child could have lived. They murdered her. Thanks, California. What kind of quality of life and stuff like that would that child have had later on? That's not for us to decide. The fact that that child could live is what is the, the crucial aspect, but it was not even deemed a person, even though it had a chance to survive a heartbeat, all the things that people have. That goes to the breakdown of society, that gets down to the breakdown of morality. Why do we let this happen? It's because somebody's making a profit off of it, and we're allowing it. How do we stop it? Educate yourselves. I'm going to keep going with this with uh, my next point, uh, talking about legal ambiguity and parental rights, because that kind of gets into what we just talked about with this uh, this little boy. Again, not the natural order of things. So lots of legal issues when it comes to defining parental rights and responsibilities. Again, you're in a contractual agreement. I get it. It's a legally binding thing. Two men or two women or a man and a woman doesn't matter the circumstance of the parents, but you're now in a contract with a third party or a second party, depends on what type of surrogacy it is, to deliver a service. And your service as a woman is to bring that baby to fruition. In this case, this woman had an issue where it could have killed her if she didn't get any kind of chemo or some kind of cancer treatment. So instead, she tried to compromise and ultimately the child was killed. So in some of these cases, legal disputes arise over custody of the rights of the surrogate and the intended parents. These battles can be emotionally draining for all parties and may not always result in the outcomes that prioritize the child's well-being. Who is advocating for that child? In this case, Brittany Pearson was trying to, but she was not able to. And then the two parents, fun fact, if you were a normal couple and, 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 and this were a case if my wife had a cancer diagnosis and had to deliver that baby 25 weeks, we would do everything it took to keep that child alive. They just tossed that child out like the trash or opted to. Where's the morality in that? It's not there. That is a child. That is a human being. Given the breath of God by the almighty creator of the universe, and you decided to cast them out like trash, that's just that particular case, okay? That's not me saying all homosexual couples are wrong or all, because this could have very well been a heterosexual couple itself. That doesn't matter, the parents. The point is the morality of them just to cast aside that child. Instead of if you, again, having a normal birth, you would do everything you could to keep your son alive. I know I would. So where's the morality? Where's, the, where's, where's, where's that at? That's what's missing in some of this. Oh, I'll just go through this process again. You're not actually doing anything, but because you haven't put anything in except maybe uh, your reproductive cells into this woman. That didn't take a lot if it was either in vitro or you figured it out with your husband or your, you get what I'm saying? I'm not going to get into the, to the graphics of it, but that you don't have a lot of stake in it is what I'm getting at. So you have no issue throwing that baby out with the bathwater as it were. Whereas Brittany Pearson had that emotional attachment, thought she was doing the right thing, but ended up getting burned by it at the end of the day. Next point, impact on the child's identity. So, a child born through surrogacy, again, depends on their home situation after that. 
may find out about their genetic heritage, just like somebody who's an orphan or somebody who's adopted or anything like that. Knowing that they have a biological mother out there somewhere who's not the primary caregiver could give, give them confused feelings. Again, not being in the, in the home of some of these things. Is that a question that can come up at some point? Yes, of course it is. If it's a good set of parents and just saying, hey, you know, we, we were able to uh, uh, raise you and, and you've got a good life and this, that, and the other, that will be easier to explain the situation than somebody who has not got a healthy parentage trying to explain what's going on with their, how they came, in, came into the world. That's not saying that the child won't be successful. That's not child trying to say that the child won't, won't grow and do great things in the world, but it's going to be an issue that they're going to have to deal with at some point that normal people, they're not, again, not taking away from anybody's identity. Just because you're a surrogate child doesn't mean you're any different from my children. You're a, 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 a creation of the one true God, and you are a blessing to this planet. But you are going to have to deal with different questions than normal children. Let's just call them normal for the sake of this, this podcast. Yes, you're still a normal person. You're a viable human being, but you were born in, under different circumstances. You get what I'm saying? That is going to, it, it can raise some complex ethical questions and and really, it could, could, it, could it break up your family bonds and your, and your, your own identity? Are you going to be confused? You're going to feel unwanted? I don't know. That depends on the parents and how they decide to, to handle that. If they explain it in a way that makes the child feel good, awesome. If the child finds it when well, my mom just kind of cast me out uh, like a poppy farm. But I have two great parents now. Okay, you can you can get through with that. But maybe there's something else going on. I don't know. But that is just another uh, impact that they're going to have to deal with at some point in their life. Maybe, maybe not. Just like you know, orphans or adoption or anything like that. <clears throat> Finally, distorting the natural order. I've kind of talked about this the entire time and this is kind of the culminating culminating event right the culminating point god created man and woman to go forth and multiply throughout the earth and have dominion over the earth and to be wed husband and wife and to do things the natural order he set up the man is the head of the household the woman is his helper the children are there to learn and grow through the guidance and directions of the parents who, do, who will then go on and do the same thing throughout all of the earth. That is the natural order of things. That is how it works out. The science behind it, the biological aspect, the reproduction part of it, I'm not going to get into it, obviously, but men and women do what men and women do. Babies are born. Awesome. If there's some kind of complication that arises through that and you're not able to have, have children, plenty of examples in the Bible of women being barren for long periods of time. Then the Lord opened up their wombs and they were able to have children at some point right? That, my friends, will take prayer. That will take fasting. That will take cleansing of your system. Maybe there's something that you've got going on that you have to correct in your life that where you are fertile. Maybe it's your spiritual relationship to the Lord. Maybe your genetics aren't allowing you to have children. And we did an episode on this not that long ago. The choices of your parents and your parents' parents and their parents' parents may have led to, to you being how you are. That's just consequences you're going to have to deal with. But you don't go breaking down millennium, millennia of human existence just so you can have control over creation. Just so you can have a little, little power trip. 
If you don't have any stake in the game, you could cause things like this little boy to get tossed out and not give him a chance to survive because you don't have any real emotional stake in it. You could cause issues with somebody's, their own reproductive system. Say that Brittany Pearson wants to go have children on her own one day and she can't now because this somehow screwed her up. You start playing with things that you shouldn't be playing with and they will have consequences. Again, this is not Jurassic Park. Just because you can do something does not mean that you should. But the fact that some people are making a profit off of this, that's disgusting in and of itself. The fact that people are exploiting women who are vulnerable, that's disgusting in and of itself. The fact that men are, 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 are letting this happen in, in some of these areas, of course, some, again, some of these parts of the world, that's their business. And that's immoral. How do you stop it? It's got to take the government. It's got to take that culture. It's got to get people. They're advocating, saying this is wrong. There's, you're gonna, you're causing more harm than good. And then who's advocating for those children? Who's to say those children aren't getting trafficked somewhere, and that profit's made up just like that? You don't, don't mess with the national order of things, or you wonder why there's. You start messing with the national order of things, you wonder why there's consequences, and why things aren't going like they're supposed to. Crazy concept. So again, to wrap up, it's, I guess, it is a complex issue, okay? Does it give hope to people who can't have children? Yes. Is, there, is it a medical technology advanced to the point where we can help people, good people, to, to bring them a family? Yes. How I need to go dig deeper into the statistics to see how often these things play out very well. With that, with that kind of price tag on it, you would think there'd be more of an affluent family that's going to go through the surrogacy process and bring that child into a good life. That happens, yes. But we are also know that there are a lot of vulnerable women out there who are renting their uteruses, as it were, for profit. So at what cost? What that kind of iniquity, if you will, flowing into that whole process, into that that child. What kind of portals and stuff is that going to open up with that child later on in life? Because the mother just wanted to make a profit off of, off of selling her her eggs, let's just say, or or carrying a child that wasn't. There's a lot of things that go into that. The emotional toll on the actual surrogate is, is a huge factor. The commercialization of it and these legal ambiguities all play a huge role in surrogacy. And that's just things you've got to just discuss. I'm not, again, not trying to pick outliers and things like that. I'm just letting you know my feelings on the matter. At the end of the day, if you are going to decide to have a child and bring another life into this realm, you need to pray about it. You need to be right with the Lord about it. And you need to be going about it the natural way. That is my shtick on surrogacy. Again, I'm not trying to to not trying to I'm trying to have empathy, I am, but at some point you have to make your stance known and you have to look out for the well-being and dignity of everybody involved in the process. Not just one party or the other. Everybody needs to be taken care of if you're going to go through something like this. And more often than not, somebody's losing in this issue. 
It is a sensitive topic. It's a little bit of a controversial topic, but it's something that needs to be discussed. All right. So you guys let me know below. Have a conversation. What do you think about surrogacy? Again, there are positives to it. And I'd love to hear you guys uh, discuss that. But an overwhelming, uh, I guess I can't, I can't even say that. My opinion of, of this, and I don't think I'm the only one, let's put it that way, is that it is more negative than it is positive. There's plenty of adoption agencies out there. There's plenty of kids that are in bad, bad situations. You can, you can go through that process. But this whole messing with creation thing doesn't fly with me. Capiche? That's all I got to say about that. So that's it. That's all I got for you guys this week. I hope that was thought-provoking. I hope that was something that really gets you thinking. Um, and I guess I just said the same thing twice, but whatever. I'm, I'm just trying. To, I'm actually trying to reel back from what we just uh, discussed too, because it is a lot. It's a heavy topic. Uh, but that's just something that that we do, okay? And is it right? Is it wrong? If if, if you're going to make it right, you got to have a lot more checks and balances on it. That's it. That's what it is. Or don't do it at all. Guys, I'm Chase Tobin, aka Tobinated Motivator. This is the Three Pillars Podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in. This has been a real blessing to get on with you guys every single week and talk about something. Something thought-provoking, something that's going to make you better as a human being, something that brings us all closer to the Lord. Um, this is right along the lines of what we talk about in this podcast as far as it. we did get into the mental aspects, what happens in this. We talk about the physical, what you actually physically go through, and the spiritual aspect that a lot of people, I don't even think, may not even put that into perspective with this. You know, God answers, answers prayers, Lord, give me a child, and it's either yes, no, or not yet. Not God said no, so let me take it into my own hands. I think that's what this happens more often than not. You sometimes have to change yourself and your own heart and your own body before you can take that next step or go to adoption. That simple. I'll stop running my sock. It's a little longer than, than I normally do, but it's worth it. So we're going to end with a quick word of prayer as always. I'm going to kick you guys out for another phenomenal weekend. So. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, thank you for your guidance. Thank you for your reverence. Thank you for your holiness. Lord, we praise your name on high every single day because you are our light. You are our guidance and direction in this crazy world we live in. Lord, thank you for giving us a blueprint for a family. Thank you for giving us the power to choose and the power to choose you, Lord, each and every single day of our lives. Lord, I ask that you bless anybody tuning into this. Bless them with peace. Bless them with strength, bless them with wisdom, guide them and direct them all the days of their life. In the holy name of Jesus, amen. If you're a returning viewer or listener, I really appreciate you being here. If you're brand new to the podcast, welcome. I think you're going to find this episode, uh, it's, while it's a little bit controversial, I think you're going to find this to be a good discussion. If you've got any comments at the end of this, please drop them down below and let's have a good discussion about it. Check out the Three Pillars Podcast website, Three Pillars Podcast at WordPress.com. It's going to take you to all things Three Pillars. I've got fitness uh, workouts of the day. I've got quotes of the day. I've got links to my Twitter feed. I've got all kinds of things there, as well as blog posts, book reports. I'm going to start doing historical um, figures in there. You're going to have that little, little history lesson uh, thrown in there as well. So make sure you check out uh, the pod. Uh, make sure you check out the website. This is raw. I'm making this raw. 
if you're watching this on a new YouTube channel, thank you for being here. I, I know you guys have noticed me kind of migrating from the old YouTube channel, Tobinator the Motivator, to the Three Pillars Podcast YouTube channel. Just trying to do a little split there. You'll still see some of the old content on the other channel, but I'm going to focus solely on this podcast for the new YouTube channel. So help me grow that the way you guys have helped me do everything else. On that note, let's look at Good Pods. Check us out over there. It's a podcast discovery platform. It's going to help me get discovered, get out there to the masses. Currently sitting at number two on the Christian Christianity and the spirituality and religion uh, charts. So definitely give us a, a look at it over there. Links will be down in the description box below. While you're over there, check out Joe Rusiello and the Sword of the Spirit podcast. He's a fantastic human being. He just got done with a, an awesome book study on the book of Revelation. He's getting ready to switch gears and move into something different. I, I can't divulge what that is. You just got to tune in. Uh, he gave me a little sneak peek of it uh, the other day. So definitely check out Joe over at the Sword of the Spirit podcast. All right, guys, we'll talk to you next week. This is episode 105. Tobinator, out.